Okay, here we go. First new episode of the year in five, four, three, two. live back Jesus on the i'd like a Christ. refund podcast i am of course your host ryan joining me as always cameron's here what's uh, up cameron i that was so loud <laughs> that was so loud yeah it was i think absolutely it was our viewers are going to hate that i know i can hear me in the background can you really somebody oh yeah yeah i was ready to go on that one it's the new year man get excited the show's back. I'm excited. And we, we, we made it through Cameron's uh, hospital sabbatical. We we made it through me mentally checking out for four months sabbatical. We're doing great. We're all here. We're ready and to go. And Joel was just always here. He's always here. He's the consistent one. And he's here this week as well. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, um, that was loud as hell. <laughs> I know. I did it on purpose. Thank you. I... I, I... <laughs> I took my headphones off and I could still hear you just fine. Yeah. I saw that, yeah. So that's how I good turned you're doing? off my computer yeah. and I could yeah. hear you just fine. Welcome back. It's great to be here. Like I honestly, heard you from Welcome. Los Angeles. Denny's is for winners. Denny's is for winners. Yeah, that's why I eat there every day. I Are record we still from recording on Zoom? No, don't worry about it. Ryan's got happening? it lined up. I got to see what I do. We got to see what this is all about. This yeah, is awkward because I do the episodes half naked. That's not true. Bottom half. Yeah. Ugh. This is Winnie, Winnie luckily, the Pooh. It? Luckily, we can't see the half. <laughs> yeah. He's just straight I Winnie the Pooh in this the all the time. Either. Okay. Now, guys, right. it's great to be back. It's a Winnie new year for the show. Winnie the Pooh is in the public domain, but that's true. Disney owns the uh, owns the rights to their version of Winnie the Pooh. We can make our own version of Winnie the Pooh. Yes, he just starring can't be Cameron, pantless with a red shirt or a yellow bear. What kind? What kind of bear can he be then? Grizzly, uh, polar. Uh, he could be a pe- he could literally Brown be bear? a poo. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Do us no bear anymore. No bear. Technically, in his name, it says nothing about him being a bear. So, correct. We just make a Winnie the Pooh, and he's like like but a dolphin. The, it's not that the it's that the the story that he's in is public domain. Yes, correct. So no, we can the, create our own Winnie the Pooh that's a poo mm-hmm. and not have any issues. Right, we can create a new original we could do story that anyway. about Winnie the Pooh. Right, that's what we're saying. Yeah. We could have done that before this. Okay, yeah, but, so but now, now we're talking now about we it now. Do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, still yeah. Can, we can still do it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that hasn't changed. We used to be able to do it, and uh, and now we still can. <laughs> yeah, there okay. you go. <laughs> cool. All right, good job, Cameron. So, what are we talking to, about today? Well, you know, beef. We are here in a new year. A new time at the I'd Like a Refund podcast. But I think it's important for us to reflect on the year that we just had. Our, guys, we did an entire year of this show. Like, wow. a calendar year straight of this show. I didn't think we'd last that long. No, you, you wow. never do. So, no. um, 
Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, wow. not a year long. Um, wow. But I think it's important, seeing as we are a movie podcast, wow. to talk about the year in film a little bit. We could talk about some of our favorites from right, the year. He's mocking me. We talk about some of our least favorites from the year. Wow. I just think it's just going to be a fun, open conversation to get Colonel the ball Sanders rolling on this new season. Part of the year. He was your least favorite. Yeah. How was he involved in the year? I don't remember that. Uh, he was at the refundies. Colonel Sanders was? Yeah, he presented was he? one of the awards. All right. I don't remember All that. Right. I don't recall that. Everyone makes like, fun of me. He was like, hello, I'm my cocaine, <laughs> and you can buy my new $5 fill-up box for only five ninety nine. You guys mock me. Hurt I didn't feelings. say anything. <laughs> I didn't say feelings. a word. I didn't say a word. We're picking um, right back up where we left off. I, yeah. have an, I have an important question for Joel. All right. Do you have an important question for us this week? No. No, I want one. I want you to give us one. All right. I'm ready. Everybody's I'm ready. ready. And there is a correct answer to this, actually. Okay. So this is Yellow. Like picking your... <laughs> waffles or pancakes? Great question. Definitely yellow waffles. Yellow waffles? Why does that... F- just say waffles. Waffles, okay. <laughs> Who puts a color distinction on waffles? Uh, eighth graders. Uh, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, no, we don't have to go there. So, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to steer away from that. So, um, Instead, you drove us right into it. I did. You know, I, I'm my own worst enemy. Um, yeah, waffles is the right answer. It's no surprise to me. I am my own worst enemy. No? That no, was I pretty good. I yeah. like that. That's a great song. Uh, are you also picking waffles? Well, go you first. I said it's. I also. I said the answer. It was waffles. I said that. Yeah, waffles is the correct answer. Yeah, waffles. Waffles are way better. I love pancakes. Yeah, this is the correct answer. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna say no. Can I throw a curveball in here? Okay. French toast. Why those aren't French toast? Phenomenal. Yeah. French toast is phenomenal. Waffles are way better. I don't like French toast. Um. Well, it's because you hate culture. Really? Joel, are you picking French toast over waffles? I I think from the movies That's that tough. you like, you hate culture. It's tough. Um but I think I might still go waffles. That said, like I make really good French toast, mm. and oftentimes I will buy French toast when I go places. Well, but... you can't buy Oh, you mean when you go to a restaurant? Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. I thought you said like, you can't buy French toast at the store. You got to make it. No, you can buy it already made. Can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you get that from? I don't know. All the place. I think Trader Joe's has it. Trader Joe's has pre-made old, French toast. Good old TJ's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, And there's okay. also, like, French toast sticks. Those are, yeah, I know about those. Those are in the frozen section. Trader Joe's. You know what I think is dumb? How they're like, hey, change it from being Trader Jose's. That's kind of racist. I think that, it's great. Yeah. It's just another case of white people stealing culture from somebody else. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> that. Trader Joe's. Uh contains four slices of french toast and you can't see because yeah i can't see because of the background <laughs> but i i felt what you were trying to say and i feel like i saw it through your own eyes thank you you're welcome um okay so there's basically two is that a kalimba s- Wait, what was that what is going on did over you really there? get a kalimba I did. <laughs> oh my god that's so funny these guys showcasing all their christmas presents on the show well, that i was nobody waiting i was waiting for ryan to go with his harmonica and then i was gonna go no not this week this is my christmas present what is your christmas was that a it's a tripod like a mini tripod tripod. a phone tripod that's cool for all the filming that you do 
Well, I'm actually making a YouTube video today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to put OnlyFans on your YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, my God. Joel, nice. That was, that was nice. I that was that. beautiful. Thank you. That, that, was, dun, that was beautiful. Dun, dun, the whole thing Right? I can, I finished it for you. Don't worry. Thank you. Um. All right. Should we get started here? I'm ready. Okay. So what are we there's, talking about? There's basically um, going to be Avatar? two... There's basically going to be two sides of our show this year, or this episode. This 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 whole year, yeah, this whole year. This is what we're doing in 2022. We're changing everything, yeah. Um, I would like us to talk about films that released in 2021, either in the theater or on streaming, however you saw it, talk about a movie that you saw. We should start with some of the good ones that we saw, because the second half of the episode, I'd like to touch on some of the bad ones that we've seen. You know, don't go too far in depth with some of them because some of them will probably end up in the proper show down the line, I would imagine. But What's every the movie I show? saw in 2021 was good. Oh, the proper <laughs> show. The proper, yeah, I the proper okay. show. I so like, I, wait, <laughs> I would like us to talk about first the movies that we really liked it, that we that saw us. in the year 2021. Um, Cameron, I think you should go first because I'm always interested in your take on films. So why, right. don't you, why don't you start with one and we'll just round robin this thing. Just one movie, one that you want to shine. Like what? It, what is the best movie that you saw this year? Basically, is where we can start. Oh, okay, so I mean, if we're starting off with hands down the best movie that we saw, um, I saw it last night, and I can't wait to see it again. Um, Licorice Pizza. Um, that movie is. So, have either of you guys seen that movie yet? Not yet. Um, Try and go this week. Joel, have you seen it? No, I wanted to go see it when it was doing its original little theatrical yeah. run, but now it feels too mainstream. And everyone's, oh, my God. Everyone's going to be like, I love this movie so much. Look how artsy I am. When the last <laughs> movie they freaking watched was Spider-Man. <laughs> um, Licorice Pizza no, I'm is excited about it, really, really good. Like, um, I think the best way you could like kind of like put it is I saw a lot of like good films this year. I saw a lot of good movies. I'd say I'd even see, saw some great movies this year. But Licorice Pizza, when I saw it and when it finished, I was like, oh, this is what I've been missing. You know, it's just one of those movies that clicks. And I know that I'm I, this is I, 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 I'm probably going to get some flack for this and you guys are going to make fun of me. But Licorice Pizza is my favorite film since La La Land. Yeah, I saw you post that on. Uh, Marriage Story came out in between there. Yes, I, I okay. I really like Marriage Story. It's not one of my. It's it's not like my favorite favorite movie. I That's think. oh come on, buddy. You've seen that movie like fifteen times. I think like, it's very good. I think it's a very. I think it's a great movie. Like I said, I think it's a great movie, and it's very emotional, and the performances are very good. Um, it's well directed. All of that. I'm not trying to take anything away from Marriage Story, but Licorice Pizza like is just like so so good it's okay. so good um when i told you i was working on a youtube video i wrote up um a video i wrote up a review for licorice pizza i'm going to start doing video reviews uh on youtube but this is going to be the first one i i, I i'm going to do and i i really recommend everyone if you have the chance go see licorice pizza because it because it is excellent uh, um alana heim gives my favorite female performance since um saoirse ronan and ladybird it is so good you have to see it 
Okay. Very interesting. I did definitely think that's one that was on all of our boards to to check out. I guess now in the new year for Joel and I mm-hmm. will check it out. Um, you think it's going to be at the Oscars? Yes, I do. I think I think it. Um, I think it's one of those movies that actually, I think it does have a chance of winning because best picture winning. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. It's about Hollywood, and you know how Hollywood they is. Love with, they, they love it. They love it. Well, there's a lot of contenders for that this year. A um, lot of a lot of movies about Hollywood in 2021. Yeah, and, like King Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, King Richard's not going to get nominated for best picture. Yes, it but, is. But what if it do though? It, it is okay. All right. Cameron's over here trying. To, he, he's like that meme with that guy who's like bulging when it's like when you have it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all You're right. Like King Richard's not gonna get in. Cameron's like. <laughs> King Richard was another one of my favorite films this well, year. Well, you only just still you in your first turn. <laughs> yeah, you don't get okay, to I'm sorry. You, get one pick yeah. at a time. you brought it up. You were going around Robin on this. All now, right. now you know what? Cameron's just you been stealing this, ideas. No. You've gone bankrupt and lose a turn. Yeah, you know, if we snake draft this thing, we can get two each before he okay. goes again. Yeah. So, all right, Just uh, all right, Joel. I think uh, I think it's your turn. Why don't you tell us something fun that you saw this year? Mitchell's versus the Machine. Hell yeah! Hell that yes! That movie was like surprisingly incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, you and I being big animation fans, absolutely. Uh, I know you loved it as well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so much fun. Um, again, I went into it kind of like, uh, who, who knows? Like, we'll see. And I was like blown away. It was so much fun. The animation yeah. style was fantastic. It had a lot of Lord and Chris Miller just yeah. don't miss. It literally miss. was just like, it had so much of like, uh, of into the spider verse, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of like the storytelling and stuff. The animation style and was kind of similar in a way. It exactly. was like a more grounded version of it. And, uh, and the, uh, the story itself was like something I feel like we all relate to as well. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I have not seen that movie yet. That um, movie's great, but you, you don't like licorice it. pizza was good. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, just not a big animation guy, though. You've said that. I'm really not a big animation guy, which is I know. I just of... said that you said that. Okay, well, yeah. You so Ryan right now, Ryan had said you're not a big animation guy, and then you were like, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not a big animation <laughs> guy. And then so you he, said he it actually, too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so so we all said it. It's established. It's canon. I. Nick Cannon. I mean, oh yeah. Uh, or Wild Nick Cage. Out. You see the, you see the trailer of the Nick Cage movie where he plays Nick Cage. Yes. Yeah, I can't wait excited. to see that. Yeah, this looks great. I missed. I missed the premiere. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, okay. Do you have anything else on Mitchell? Oh no, I have a question about uh, Mitchell's versus machines. Okay. Um, we talked about the Oscars, uh, the animated best picture category this year. Yeah. Do so, you think it'll get nominated and do you think it'll win? Nomination, absolutely. Here's my thing with saying with whether or not it'll win. I was expressing to Cameron this the other day. Um, when I, I called him, Ryan, in case yeah, you Yeah, when he called me and didn't call you. And I actually talked to Eric about this as well. I struggle, and this year this year was hard for me movie-wise, because I struggle if a movie releases on streaming. Yeah. Like, I will make the time to go watch a movie in a theater. 100%. But yeah. it's hard for me to make the time if I'm home. To mm-hmm. watch a movie because there's Same. so many other distractions. Yeah. All these great Netflix movies that have come out, I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, and so, like, I still and I know some of these had like somewhat of a theatrical run, but like, I haven't seen Raya, I haven't seen uh, Luca, and I haven't seen Encanto. Mm. You know, so it's like, 
obviously everyone you know always Disney has the upper hand. And Can I um, the ones to come out with stuff? But like, yeah, I have yet to see those yet. So I'm I'll I'll gauge once I've seen all those. Mm-hmm. That said, having seen Mitchell's vs. Machines, right? I definitely think it's a contender. So you know, like, I don't think there's any reason it shouldn't get nominated. So I don't know what the category is going to look like outside of that movie and the Disney films because I don't really recall any other big animated features that came out this year. I know like uh, Sing Two just came out mm-hmm. that might get that might get in there. Um, I know there's some other stuff, but some of it just kind of fell by the wayside. Sing Two is going to be the only other one that I'll go see. Um, but as somebody who saw the three Disney slash Pixar ones with Raya, Luca, and Encanto. Uh, Mitchell's vs. Machines is the best movie of mm. those four, and I think all three of those other movies are really good. Like they, you know, Luca was an probably an underappreciated hit by Pixar. I think they knocked it out of the park with that movie, and not a, not enough people are talking about it. Um, Raya came out back in January, I think, so a lot of people for, just forgot about it. Um, but that movie's really good, and Encanto is really getting legs now. Like it kind of started out a little mm. low, but now that it's resurfaced now on disney plus a lot more people have seen it and everybody's starting to realize how good it is but if we're playing just based on what the most well done animated film of the year was i think mitchell's versus machines should be the winner but it's i mean you guys know it's really hard to beat disney or pixar it's very hard at the academy awards very few films have done it yeah but who did it a couple years ago well phil lord and chris miller there we go and there was a like not even debate what even yeah, came out that? What even came out in that category when Incredibles into the Spider Verse one? Do you, I mean, that's yeah. It wasn't gonna. That wasn't gonna win. What else? There was something uh, else. Isle of Dogs. I, I mean think, that that was uh, that was probably second best. Was in there. Um, I it was twenty seventeen, right? Twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Nineteen, I think. No, I don't I think, think so. I think it was twenty seventeen. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I think the movie came out in 18 and then it was the nominated yeah. in 19. That checks out. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, but yeah, Phil Lord, Chris Miller, absolutely crush it in the animation side. Um, I'm going to go. Where am I going to go here? According to my letterbox, I saw nine movies this year, which is not accurate. But also, a lot of movies that I watched were not. Like, I have no. I have my letterbox open and I did it sorted by release date. Um, we, there's yeah, a probably some. More than nine. There's probably something that we should mention before I go, and it's that in terms of going to the movie theater this year, it was fairly light for a while there. Yeah. Like, what was the first movie? What was the first movie you guys saw in the theater this year? Raya. See, I didn't. I didn't make it to. I think mine was. Uh, I think mine was Cruella. Honestly. I know what mine was. What was it? You were there. Was it Fast and Furious Nine? Fast Nine, yeah. baby. Damn, I saw I saw Cruella no, right before that one. That it was tied for second place for my favorite theater experience of the year. That was a good experience. Tied yeah. Tied for first place. That was fun. That was a good time watching that at the theater. The movie we'll I'm sure we'll touch on later. Um, it's a good movie. <laughs> we'll touch on it later. <laughs> um, you know, I have a. I think my favorite movie of the year is very controversial, because there's people that on this show that have seen it and did not like it. He's going to say Eternals. I'm not. No, Eternals was not oh. my favorite movie of the year. Um, I'm going to say Last Night in Soho. Oh, I remember when you yeah, told me. Yeah, I was the first one of the three of the three of us that saw it, and I said that it was the best movie I'd seen all year. I don't know if that's still the case after some of the stuff I've seen since then, um, but it's definitely still one of my favorites. 
Uh, I know that it's had some backlash recently, and I know not like really backlash, but like critically backlash. Like people have started to sour on it a little bit as the internet got a hold of it and started pointing out a lot of its mistakes, like they do sometimes. Um, I just think this is still a strong film. I think the, I think, um, I think the leads, both of them, are just incredible. Uh, I think the soundtrack is one of my favorites of the year, score and soundtrack. Um, well, it's Edgar Wright. For yeah, exactly. Just he knocks it out of the park. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Thomas and Mackenzie and on Taylor Joy are at the Oscars for actor nominations. I don't know where that's going to stand, but I wouldn't be surprised if I saw either of them. Um, the third act does have its problems. Um, it's not paced incredibly well, but I think the rest of the film is paced so well and it throws you off of what you're expecting to happen that it's just an enjoyable ride for me in the theater. Like I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. So last night in Soho is definitely one of the best things that I saw. Um, but like I said, some people on this show, very show didn't really like it that much. So I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear some of those opinions. Joel, did you not like it? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, so he's talking about me. No, I didn't. I forgot that Joel oh, hadn't seen it, but okay. I was thought I did know that you There's didn't. So you weren't a big fan. That I wanted to see and just mm. didn't yeah. So yeah, I was really excited about last night in Soho, because um, the trailers looked good, and um, you know, obviously, I love both of the actresses, and um, I was just like ultimately disappointed. I think I gave it two and a half stars on Letterbox, um, because like I really did. I really appreciate what Edgar Wright was going for and he just went for it. I mean, he went for it. Um, it was incredibly campy. It was wild as hell. You're just like, what this? And like, it could work for some people. Obviously it worked for Ryan. For me, I just couldn't get past the fact that I'm like, Oh, this is actually insane i don't think this works like this story doesn't work it's you talk about the pacing in the end i mean it really kind of like as much as i was enjoying it because i really was enjoying it in the beginning um you know when it's focusing on thomas and mackenzie and um and you know anya taylor joy and like thomas and mackenzie's kind of like oh like this like becoming her whatever and wanting to be like her really cool and then it just kind of um gets really like it tries to go like a little like mystery and then the end like the twist that it tries to pull i don't know it just got really bogged down by itself unfortunately um so that kind of ruined the movie for me i still think it was all right um you know not a movie i'd ever need to see again um but definitely not one of my favorites of the year not one i'd put at the worst of the year either it's just an all right movie do you think this one will show up at the oscars no not even like for nothing or just not for best picture. No, I don't think it'll be. A, I don't think we'll see it at the Oscars. Maybe oh, okay. Maybe costume design. That would be the one thing that we'd see at the Oscars. Maybe costume design. But yeah. for me, nothing else. Yeah, I disagree. I think it's gonna. I think it'll have a showing. Uh, I don't think it's gonna. It's certainly not gonna win best picture. Certainly not. Um, but if it got nominated, I would be a little surprised because a lot of good stuff has come out recently that I think is probably better. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think a couple categories will be in there for mm-hmm. sure. I could see the sound categories, them sneaking in there for a couple of those. Um, but we'll see. Uh, all right, Cameron, why don't you run run around again? What do you got for all us? Right, so I'll go the second one I'll talk about. Um, this one really um, surprised me. It wasn't one that I was um, really even knew about 
for the year. I think um, I remember hearing that it did well at, well at Sundance. I think it won the audience prize. Um, but then it sold for $25 million, which was the most any movie has ever sold at Sundance. Apple bought this movie. I'm talking mm. about Coda. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if either of you guys have seen that movie. I will be watching it when, cause I know it's going to be at the Academy Awards. So I will. Yeah. Watch it. It's, it's really good. And you know, um, um, I, I, I'm really interested in American sign language. I studied it for, um, about a year in college. And so, you know, deaf culture, um, you know, disability studies is very interesting for me. I did my thesis on disability studies. Um, and I'm, I'm really loving seeing, a lot more uh, representation in film and television. Obviously, you know, The Quiet Place was kind of the first really big movie that we saw that starred. Obviously, you know, switched at birth a long time ago, but I'd say more modernly, um, you know, Quiet Place had, um, you know, the the daughter is a deaf actress and, um, you know, sign language played a big part in that film. Um, More recently, uh, in Eternals, of course, you had, you know, the deaf superhero, the first deaf superhero. And um, after, you know, Eternals came out, um, interest in American Sign Language classes increased by like 150% mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, so I think that's great. But, um, you know, Coda was obviously a smaller film that was, um, you know, not nearly as many people saw as Eternals. But that movie, like, is very, very emotional. The acting is excellent. Um, you know, the, the story is very interesting. Um, I, I, I mean, I think everyone in my family were watching, I was like, cause you know, when it came out, I'm like, Oh, a movie about sign language. I'd love to watch this with my family. And like, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. And my entire family was crying by the end of the movie. Um, so definitely one of my favorite movies this year. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see that the Oscars, um, I'm hoping a Best Picture nomination um, compared to some of the things like being the Ricardos, uh, if that gets nominated for Best Picture. I mean, you know. um, but um, I, I'm really hoping we see Coda uh, as nominated. So I'm, I'm holding hope out for that one. All right, have you seen being the Ricardos? I actually I have watched it. Yeah. Oh, you're the first person I've seen or I, that I know that's watched that. I don't know a lot of people that have interest in that movie. I'm sure Jack... Um, Joel, do you know if Jack watched it and his thoughts? Uh, I have no clue. Because I feel like he'd be one. I saw Being the Ricardos in theater. I saw, did you really? Uh, Wait, yeah, you did? Five, yeah, five seconds of it, and then I realized it was the wrong theater. Oh. <laughs> Is this what you saw when you went to go see Spider-Man? Yes, I actually oh, walked yeah, into yeah. the theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So you've seen you've seen more of Being the Ricardos than most people have. So <laughs> My parents watched it. Man, that was the movie. I said it was okay. My mom was like, it was very hard to keep up with. Like she was like, it was kind of jumping around too much. Oh, well, it's Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I just think for me, just general the... people, you can't be like, oh, that's Aaron Sorkin for you, and they're like, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Get um, it right because he's a writer. Get it? <laughs> Get it? I just think the big thing for me with uh, being the Ricardos is Nicole Kidman was so miscast. Oh really? Because yeah. that's that was a big hot button topic when she did get cast as that. So it, you think you think? Yeah, and I went one? into it. I went into it. You know, obviously giving her the benefit of the doubt because she's a great actress. I saw. Yeah, I I love Nicole Kidman. She's she's she's, <laughs> she's excellent. Um, she gives really some really fantastic performances, and I mean pretty much everything that she's in. 
Paddington. I mean, she—that's the one that I expected her to be nominated for. I best forgot she was actress in for it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> but I, I, this one—it was just like, I don't know. I, I don't think of Nicole Kidman as someone who's like funny. Have I ever seen Nicole Kidman in something that's? I mean, Paddington. She's I probably guess. more of a dramatic actor. Yeah, yeah she's more of a dramatic case. actor. And like that's that's fine and all. I'm not you know trying to say oh you everyone has to be you know funny, um, but when you're playing Lucille Ball, and one of the things they talk about in the movie is like the kinetic energy, the you know the physical humor that Lucille Ball, you know that it, she was physical humor. Um, Nicole Kidman didn't match that at all. Um, you know she's a little, a little stilted in her movement and everything. It was because they recreated scenes from I Love Lucy right in right. the sh- in the movie, and it was just like, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. Okay. I you know all the dramatic stuff that she did in the movie, obviously excellent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. So, I that's mean, trying point. to mimic Lucille Ball is just going to be difficult. Well, you know what frustrates me this year, Ryan, is that there are. Um, specifically in the best actress category, mm-hmm. the four that are predicted to be nominated for best actress right now, well, okay. there's five, but four of the five okay. um, are being nominated because they play real life people. We see the bi- we see the bias in Oscars. This happens all the time. Can I where... hear the f- Can I hear the four? I'm curious. So there's five people that are supposed to be nominated. There is Olivia Coleman for the Lost Daughter, which is the only non-real it's person. It's a legit, like a in, like somewhat legitimate performance. Yeah, it's not it's, mimicking another performance. No, it's yeah. it's an original, it's an okay. original role. Uh, Kirsten Stewart for um, Diane for Diana, Spencer. Princess Diana, yeah, for Spencer. Yeah. Oh yeah, Spencer. Which, you know, I've heard. I haven't seen that movie. I've, I've heard. I saw. I've seen Spencer. I know you. Yeah, yeah. I know you've yeah. seen it. Yeah. Um. I think she's pretty good, but the movie. Well, we'll maybe we'll touch. Yeah, on Yeah, um, there's um, Jessica Chastain for. Why do you say everybody's names so weird? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. What? Did, how? How was he supposed to say that one? Yeah, it's Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain. What the fuck? You're saying Chast- <laughs> you're saying you're saying Chastain. You also said Kirsten Stewart. I also heard that one. I was gonna. Let okay, it slide. sorry. Keep going, Cameron. What movie was Jessica Chastain in? She was in the one. The five five like, five. The three like, five five. Excuse you. The three five five. Um, seen so many fucking trailers for that movie. I got that one memorized. Um, it was the the something of Tammy Faye. Andrew Garfield was actually oh, yeah. in that one. As what? Well. I don't know this. Yeah, movie. it's called The Eyes of she's, Tammy Faye. Yeah, I don't know this movie. Um, yeah, is the is about the wife oh, of. Yeah. This like um, pastor, this like mega church like pastor, evangelist, television evangelicist. I don't fucking know. Televangelist. Okay. Televangelist. Thank you. Um, and then Lady Gaga for House of Gucci. Um, you wait. Hold on. So, so Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain. Uh, Lady Gaga Stewart. and Chris. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and I haven't. To be fair, I have not seen Spencer. I have not seen that Chastain. House of Gucci. I have not seen the Eyes House of Tammy Gu- Faye. Yeah, House of Gucci. Um, but I've seen that one. Like I said, Alana Haim in Licorice Pizza is the best performance I've seen in a very long time. 
And it pisses me off that she's not going to get nominated because people just so happen to play real life. Nicole Kidman played Lucille Ball. I don't, you could, I don't care who you put, you can put freaking Daniel Day. I mean, he would nail it. So never mind. Um, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis is Lucille Ball. Yeah. You could put freaking Adam Sandler as Lucille Ball and he'd still get nominated for Best Actress. Somehow they would work that in there. Um, I, yeah, just such a, not a fan of the fact that these move that the Oscars heavily favor people who are playing real life people. Like, come on, Remy Malik is winning best best actor. <laughs> You're still for, upset about that, yeah? I mean, it's just it's such a joke. <laughs> that was a fun little tangent. I enjoyed that. Um, I'm glad you did. I did. That was very fun. Uh, Joel, why don't you go again with something that you really liked this year? Suicide Squad. Yeah, I figured yeah, that's a great one. Here, I figured you go here. That movie was so good. Um, it it's like probably right behind the other movie I'm gonna pick for my favorite movie of the year. Um, it was just so much fun coming off of what we last got from the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I feel like that first one, like obviously it's atrocious, like nobody likes it, but it also tried way too hard. David Ayer likes it. Yeah. And, and his he wants to release more of it. Uh, but it just felt like it was trying way too hard to be like this hardcore, gritty movie. It was it, He was trying to make End of Watch with superhero characters. Yeah. That's pretty much what he like, was doing. Oh, man. Like, stop. This isn't what this should be. Whereas James Gunn, who's given us two of the greatest movies of all time in Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, um, comes back at us with another slam dunk in the Suicide Squad. Yep absolute master class in character work mm. you care about everyone even a even a homeboy who's just running around in flip-flops like you care yeah. about him you care <laughs> about this guy oh my god uh, milton and, yes, oh i love milton. milton who's milton oh milton why was milton with us <laughs> he um, was here the whole time <laughs> some of those performances were just fantastic margot robbie absolutely just nails it uh, I think Idris Elba coming in and like Sly. picking up this slack, just coming in and be like, "Hey, by the way, uh, I'm gonna run the show now, not Will Smith." Don't forget uh, Sly Stallone. Stallone. Yeah, uh, just like playing a massive shark with heart. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Heart um, sold the movie. It was so much fun. Even even sitting three rows back from the uh, largest IMAX screen in Southern California, I had a blast. <laughs> You picked I loved those it. seats. I, I was there with seats. you. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't want to sit in the corner like a weirdo. <laughs> I already, I already almost did that for the other movie that I'm going to mention. Um, but I yeah, love- no, this was a this was a lot of fun, and I think yeah. it was, it was a finally a like a home run for DC. It's been a while. Yeah, it's true. Um, I like Birds of Prey. Ryan yeah, doesn't. You gotta stop it with the Ryan Birds of Prey. Ryan hates Birds of Prey because he hates <laughs> he hates women. You and McGregor. Oh, oh God. <laughs> um, I mean, we all feel similarly about Suicide Squad. We think it's yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad's the... great. So, here's a question for everybody: Is this the best superhero movie of the year? I don't even know what other superhero movies came out this year. Yeah, uh, I mean the four oh. Marvel ones. Oh yeah, I forgot they released twelve movies a year. Um, <laughs> well, I saw two of the Marvel ones. 
Um, it's easily I the would, best superhero movie of the year. There's nothing that even competes with it. I would. I disagree say, with you. I would probably say yes. I would also probably. It's like structurally, I think it is the best one of the year. That's is what it my Cameron fa- said. I don't, well, he said nothing comes close, and that I don't agree with. Oh, yeah. Tell me a movie you think comes close to a superhero movie that comes close. Let me look. Um, Sorry, God, oh, if you say Eternals, I'm ripping no, not it off. No, not Eternals. I know I'm not going to go uh, there with what? Eternals. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand your hate for No Way Home. I really don't get it. Um, I don't I, hate I, No Way I, Home. I read I your review. I thoroughly enjoyed I, that movie while watching it. I just don't think it's a good movie. I disagree with you. I think it's a very well done movie. I also think Shang Chi is the best of the four Marvel. movies. I haven't movies. seen Shang Chi actually. Yeah. So that's the best one of the four Marvel movies this year in terms of telling a, a complete story. So I think that, as one... Joel said, that's one I wanted to see in theaters, but I, I didn't, and now it's on video on demand on Disney Plus for free, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I don't have time. <laughs> I saw it in theaters. It was a good time. I enjoy Shang Chi a lot. Um, a good time in theaters. Yeah. Also that one, yes. I didn't see Uncut Gems. I was trying to go, but the guy I was going with kept canceling on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's my turn now. Uh, where do I want to go here? Um, okay. Yeah, I've got I got a good one here. Um, I want to talk about Belfast for a little bit. Um, for those of you that are not familiar with Belfast, it is a telling of the basically the civil the basically like a civil war that went on in ireland um and the way that they tell this movie is just through the eyes of a young child like just trying to see like what's going on in the city that they grow up in seeing his family struggling with uh struggling with the idea of stick whether they're going to stick around stick it out or if they're going to leave and try and try and make it a try and make a new life for themselves somewhere else uh, it is. It was surprising to me how just captivating this movie is. Like, it's almost entirely in in black and white. Um, it is a very like dramatized telling of a story. Even though there are some fun whimsical moments through the child's eyes, uh, I think uh, Kenneth Branagh really knocked it out of the park with this one as a director. Um, I just think I think this is a movie that not enough people saw when it was out. And when the Oscars roll around, this one's going to be in the conversation. Everybody's going to be like, Belfast? I don't remember this one. Let me go see if I can find it. And then people will watch it, and they're going to be pleasantly surprised at how good this movie is. I'm planning on seeing it. Yeah, Belfast yeah, is another great. one. I, I actually to. was going to go see it uh, with some people from work and just never had the chance to go. Yeah. I yeah I, But, I mean, Kenneth Brown is just a, a genius. He's so, he's so good at everything. Yeah, so. I like the Cinderella he directed. Mm-hmm. The, the Disney one, the 2000. It's really good. It's a one? really yeah. good movie. You champion that one a lot. That's a yeah. really good movie. Yeah, it's, it's like him telling his own little life story, so it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I need to see it. Um, okay, I think we should go one more time with yeah. our ones that we liked a lot because I think we're the meat of this conversation is going to be on some of the ones that maybe weren't so good. So let's go one more time around. Cameron, what is the last movie that you really liked you want to touch on with us here? Um. I really liked Candyman. I mm. really, really liked Candyman. Um, you know, as far as like horror movie goes, I'm pretty sure that's the best horror movie I saw this year. Um, 
um, it was just a pleasure to watch. You know, it, like I, I'm not a huge fan of like slashers or whatever, um, but Candyman was just so gorgeous to look at the entire time. One of my favorite things um, when I when I watch horror movies, when I watch movies that are like about murder and you know there's a, there's a killer. I really like for I really like when it's artistic. Um, one of my favorite television shows is Hannibal, and like every time one of the killers you know kills someone, they they do something really interesting. Like there was this one where, like, um, he took out like they took out the guy's organs and he like planted flowers in the shape of the organs inside of him. Uh, there was another one where like he cut this guy's neck open and like um, used like. Um, hardened his vocal cords and then played him like a cello i mean it was so so cool um and Candyman kind of does the same thing every kill is so unique i think there's like four or five throughout and it's just like it's so artistic and so so nice to look at um and you know i also enjoyed the story Candyman at the end it kind of the the ending wasn't my favorite thing there was one character that they kind of went like kind of became the bad guy or whatever yeah that yep. i wasn't i didn't like that and i don't know why they felt they had to go that way um but like the story itself like the transformation and the can the kind of the legacy behind the character and everything was really good and really interesting the ending like i said it, it didn't really land with me the way i wanted it to but i still loved the rest of the movie so much that i would still say it's one of my favorite movies of 2021 yeah i thought Candyman was really good um i had never seen the original uh because i i didn't get to see candy the new one in theaters and when it finally was coming out i think on on vod or something i wanted to watch the original one first i'm glad i did because this is one of those movies where you can watch it as a standalone film, but if you had seen the original one, it just develops yeah, it, the film so much further that yeah. it makes it all the more entertaining. Yeah. Um, so that's a great call by you. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Joel, your last one for 2021 films that you loved watching. What do you got for us? The Return of the Man, the Myth, the Legend, Vin D's. I'm just kidding. Um, no, Cameron was about to throw I, his computer. Yeah, uh, it was close. No, uh, what I believe is my favorite movie of the year would be West Side Story. Mm. Um, oh, I still need to see it. If you know me, you, that's a very given answer. Yeah. Um, having Going into West Side Story, I had only seen the original one, I believe, one time, and it was years ago. I saw the stage play version of it at for his high school production. Um, so I'm familiar with the story. Obviously, Romeo and Juliet. We're all familiar with the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and and this is going to be funny because I always kind of give Cam and crap about this all the time. But, like, one of the things I love watching in films, especially from people like Spielberg and Scorsese and these and just absolute masters, is the direction. And not necessarily in the sense of the direction of the actors and their performances, but, like, composition. Yeah. and different things like that West Side Story the story itself again it's a story that's been told time and time and time yeah. again so it's like it's fine it, it, it's a good story so there's only so much you can do with it in a retelling the look and direction of West Side Story was just 
incredible. Mm-hmm. I loved every second of looking at this film. Y- you hear the phrase every frame of painting and it's just a hundred percent true with this movie. Like I can go watch it time. I've only seen it the one time, but I could watch that over and over and over again and just continue to stare at that screen and just be enamored. The colors, the movement, the Spielberg's long takes, you know, that he's, he's just always such a great, does, does such a great job. He's known for these long tracking shots and just these long takes. And it's just incredible. The choreography for the film, just outstanding. I, yeah. I think uh, there'd be a lot of people that may disagree with me. I think Ariana DeBose, this one, no disagreement. Ariana DeBose, for yeah, stand sure, out. Stand in, out. The, uh, in the Oscar running for supporting actress, if not uh-huh. winner. Yeah, standout um, performance by her. I very much enjoyed Mike Feist's performance. Yes, um, yes. I think he's a front runner for best supporting actor. Yeah. A lot of people disagree. Um, I think We'd have, we got to uh, look at the, we got to see who else gets nominated, yes. but I'm with you. I'm with you. He's definitely in the conversation. This will get nominated for Best Picture. I don't know if it'll win. It mm-hmm. could. I don't know if it will. But I 100% wholeheartedly believe, and I said this the instant this movie was announced, mm-hmm. believe Steven Spielberg will win Best Director for this You movie. still stand by that? Absolutely. I agree with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I agree. I think it, I... I think he should win. I don't think he should win because he's Steven Spielberg and he just always does great. I think he should win because what he did with this film, he took a story that could have easily just been like, oh, they're just remaking West Side mm-hmm. Story. It doesn't really matter. We've all seen it. We know the story, whatever. And it's just visually stunning, like stunning. Um, you know, the performances, the lead performances are okay. Like, they're, yeah, they're so, they're so okay. They're, yeah. um, the supporting cast is by all of them oh, really. all of the they're all stand out phenomenal. um but just what he did like you mentioned like the camera work in this is just bar none like i've i haven't seen a movie shot this like this well in a little while like it's just like even if you aren't interested in what's happening on like on the screen in terms of like the story you're interested because you're just watching how he's telling the story mm-hmm. and the way that he's telling it is just is breathtaking like yeah. it really is like i i was i knew this movie was going to be good but i was floored by how good it was yeah it was yeah it's just so exciting to go to go and see something like that on screen mm-hmm. and to be able to just like take it all in it's just like oh my god yeah i have yet to see it and i really really want to see yeah. it uh, it's just been timing uh um, yeah because well because my family wants it's to a see tough it, year you know? but it my, was tough yeah. um my mom won't go see a movie unless it's the first showtime of the day because there's less people and she's worried about COVID. Mm, that's um, fair. And so, um, so I really want to go see this movie. I mean, the thing for me is, um, you know, I saw the trailer and just how everything looked in the trailer. And I'm just like, this looks stunning. I really want to see it. So from the sounds of it, it sounds like it wasn't just the trailer took the best stuff and put it into the trailer. It seems like maybe that was probably the whole, whole thing. No, there are some things, there's some shots in there that they don't show in the trailers that are just like, yes. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I, so. I, I and I forgot to mention that too. I think Inuyasha Kamiski absolutely gets nominated for cinematography, cinematography. if not yeah. wins. I think he should. Yeah, uh, I still there's still a few things I need to see. Nightmare Alley. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go see mm-hmm. that. Absolutely, I, need yeah. to see that. In the, I might in go the see ring. that tomorrow. I need to see. Come on, come on. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I need to see. Come on, come on. Um, and so a bunch of the a bunch of the streaming stuff. It's gonna be so hard to watch. Titan. I need to see uh, Titan. Yeah, I saw uh, Titan. Um, there's so much to watch. Um. 
That's a great pull. That's a great pick. But I knew you were going to pick it. Um, yeah. But it's it's fantastic. Ryan. What's your yep. last pick? I mean, you have to know where I'm going here with this one. Eternals. Um, no. Spider Man. No. Yeah. Like we have to. I mean, in terms of the movie that stood Do you out. Put it out there right now that we are going to. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, we're going to. We're going to go it. into this one. If you somehow have not been spoiled, I saw this movie <laughs> at three o'clock on the Thursday it came out, and the first thing when I checked my phone, first thing that came up on Twitter was a spoiler. Yeah. So if you have That's not like been spoiled, spoiled before you saw it. No, it was right after. It was, right I was after the first Showtime. Oh, 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 oh. I was the first Showtime, and somehow there were still spoilers as I came. I'm like, really? You guys couldn't wait until the weekend was over? Mm-hmm. Um, I think regardless of what you think, whether this film is exceptional or good or subpar, whatever you think, there's no denying that this is the standout film of the year in terms of getting people back to the theater. Mm-hmm. Like... Wow, nope. Ryan! How dare you t- say such a hot take? I mean, I, I like it's just not even close. Like nobody else comes close. It's one of the. I think it's already top ten domestic all time. Like I'm pretty sure that happened today, and it's been out for just a little over two weeks, weeks, two and a half weeks. Is yeah, it three weeks now? Three weeks. Or we're in we're in week three. Is that where we're at right now? Or no, I because it came out what the seventeenth, seventeenth. I saw yeah, sixteenth to seventeenth. Yeah, sixteenth to seventeenth. So, yeah, about three weeks. Um, three weeks since already top ten domestic all time. Like, this movie's an event. Like, it is an yeah. event film. Um, there hasn't been an event film. And there's other movies this year that you could argue were event films. Like, Dune, you could argue, was an event film. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any movie <laughs> scratched the surface. That face, it, I'm so it, glad you're recording because that yeah. face was just perfect. I don't even know what face I made. I saw it. Um yeah, Dune was a movie. I'm surprised it hasn't come up yet. Uh, but uh, well, I could only choose three, and we'd already talked about. I, Dune. I understand. I understand. Yeah, I get it. Dune's um, my second favorite movie of the year. Sure. Yeah. Everybody has wrong opinions all the time. It's shut totally the hell fine. up, Ryan. <laughs> um, you liked Eternals. I did like Eternals. Yeah. So uh, Eternals, the fourth best Marvel movie of the year, still really good. <laughs> um, and that's that's a, that's something I can get behind. Yeah, but um, no, No Way Home is just. I don't really know. Like, it's hard to describe, like, just the emotions that you feel watching this movie, not just from, like, the story, because there's some very emotional beats in this film, especially towards the end. Um, but just the emotions that you feel throughout, like, seeing all of these people that I grew up watching in these Spider Man films and seeing them again is just. Like the theater, every I saw this movie three times in the first week it was out in the theater, and wow, loser. Pe- people Nerd. were go- people were going nuts every single time that somebody showed up. Like if I'm, I'll just yeah, we'll just throw them out there. Like like Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin. That dude was even better than he was twenty years ago, which is just incredible to me because he was so good in that one uh alfred molina just it's like they pulled him right out of spider-man 2 it's just like hey just do everything the same and he's like well i'll do you one better i'll do it even better i'll be even more menacing um jamie fox got a redo and his character was so entertaining he was uh, he was like the comedic villain in this movie and he just crushed it um uh rice Eifen and uh and Thomas Hayden Church were not on set for this movie, but they recorded new dialogue and for the CGI versions of their characters and just brought more levity to the characters that they didn't have previously. Uh, the little tease of 
Uh, Charlie Cox is Matt Murdock showing up just yeah. for a brief second. I wish he was in it more because I, I love that was I like love Daredevil. First, that was the first part that I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the first one. We're like, oh shit. Okay, so yeah, a lot of stuffs on the table here, and I'm so glad that that he's back. He's back in the picture at Marvel because he's fantastic as that character. And then, of course, the big ones, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. When they show up uh, at the start of like, – it's probably like the start of the third act, I would call that, when they show up. But the third act is long, but it's like – that's probably the start of the third act, I would say. Um, I, it's just it, – people were like crying in the theater from seeing them. And they do a fantastic job of – Toby was great. Like those movies, like the third one's not great, but the first two people love. Toby was great. It was great to see him again. I think the standout in this movie is Andrew Garfield, though. Mm -hmm. Like, I always liked him as Peter Parker, Spider Man. Uh, I thought as Spider Man, he was the most entertaining of the three, even before this movie. Um, and I don't hate Amazing Spider Man 2 as much as most people, but I acknowledge that it's because I'm a fanboy and that's the only reason. Um, he just brought so much to this film. There's like, you just hear so much darkness in his character in this movie. And you can feel it as he's experiencing things and as you're hearing more about what's gone on in his life since the end of his last movie. It's just, he just brings so much to this character. Um, and I'm glad, I was so happy to see him again and Toby. But don't take anything away from Tom Holland because this is also his best performance as Spider-Man to date like he he kicked it up a notch the ending that we get where he's basically starting from scratch going forward it brings so much intrigue into what happens next with that character that it's like a breath of fresh air for spider-man something that after three different franchises and him appearing five times already in the mcu i did not think five times before this so six times total i didn't think we'd get a breath breath of fresh air with this character and it feels like we're getting that so i think that's a great great route that they're going but i've said enough about spider-man if either of you guys want to chime in on stuff about this one by all means go ahead i'll go first just because i'm more lean your way mm -hmm. and then we'll let cameron kind of wrap it up i loved it um i it obviously there's the, just a massive nostalgia factor mm -hmm. and and that's that's going to be part of it like there's no avoiding that um i will say like i am someone who cries a lot in movies um i actually I actually hope movies make me cry. Like I look forward yeah. to a movie that makes you cry. That said, I didn't cry once uh, at Spider-Man, which a lot of people were like, what? Um, not that it, nothing like deserved it. I just, right. for some reason, it just never hit me emotionally enough to cause me to cry. Right. Um, have you ever cried in a Marvel film? I have. I don't think I have. Ryan, I, I actually, I, I might it. have during <laughs> one of the Iron Man films. Iron Man uh, 3, while it was still going? Yes. <laughs> it's like, why won't this no. end? <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I've cried any during any of the Marvel films, actually. I've only cried once during a Marvel film, and it's at the end of Endgame when Tony Stark died. What? Mm-hmm. He dies? Yeah, he dies. <laughs> yeah, that was the made, most shocking thing, actually. It, made me re it, was very it was very emotional to have spent so much time Wait, watching Wait, did you not know character. Tony Stark died? He was kidding. No. I was kidding, Cameron. Oh. <laughs> um, no. So with Spider-Man, um, yeah, like the story, you know, there are obviously, as always, there are things that could have been fixed. But it's like, yeah. it's just so much fun. Like you're just having the time mm -hmm. of your life and then bringing back these two guys. And like you said, Andrew Garfield, it, it almost felt like 
like everyone was like giving him a big hug like welcome back like yeah we, we accept you like yeah we know it wasn't your fault welcome home you know yeah it's how it felt um, yeah you're right and i loved it like you said audience reaction fantastic this and fast nine my two favorite uh theater experiences of the year totally vastly different movies yeah very and much vastly so. different like quality wise loved both experiences um it was so much fun. One thing I, I'm curious about your guys' thoughts on, and I'd been wanting to talk to people about this for a while. I, I thought about this before even seeing the movie. Um, I it's it, I guess it's less of like a question, just more of like my my thought process. Okay. I loved. I I made it to to the movie without any spoilers. Okay. Yep, me too. I loved. The surprise, of, them actually showing up and being in the film. And then it wasn't just a quick little cameo? Right. Yeah. Okay. That said, I can only imagine how fantastic this would have been without social media and mm. publications oh, yeah. oh, my and whatnot, God. Oh, yeah. Rumoring. It, 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 the instant it started swirling around as a rumor, the fact that it got so far without any sort of, like, set things leaked. Yeah. And I know there were a couple leaks, you know, but no major leaks that, like, guaranteed, like, yes, they are in it for sure. It, w- um, it was so strong that it got to the point where if they didn't show up, yes. people would have been furious. And that's And that's kind of where I'm going at is, like, I loved it so much. It would have been so – that, and that's the problem is – I've never been someone who like hates on social media. I think right. obviously it has its issues, but I also think social media it has can its purposes. Be fantastic. Um, but especially in the movie world these days, it's just like everything is so people think about things so far in advance. It was like when Tenet was coming out, so many people had their theories of what Tenet was going to be that by the time it came out, it was like, you kind of had something you were like, Oh yeah, I kind of hope it's this, but I also right. hope it's not this because I want to be surprised. But if it was this, it would have been really cool, but I wish they had done this maybe. And so that was kind of how I felt with Spider-Man was like, I loved it. And in no way did anything like take away from the fact of, I really loved that film, but I can only imagine those two moments of them both showing up in the film. Yeah. Had we gone into it with zero expectation of them being in it. It would have been, you know, I I don't know about you guys, but like the way I told my sister, I was like, before we saw it is the reason why I wanted to see it earlier is because I was like, I'm pretty sure I know everything that's going to happen, mm-hmm. but I want to make sure mm-hmm. that it's the movie that right. reassures and confirms what yes. I thought, yeah. not some loser on Twitter who's like, oh, you know, you know, Tobey Maguire and, you know, Andrew Garfield is back. But you're right. I was, I had that same thought coming out of the theater. Like this would have been incredible. I, if like, you know, if this was like 2008, and mm-hmm. you know i didn't really know what twitter or facebook was and mm. um i you know we'd go in the movie we'd see the trailer and um and you're like wait what yeah I can only imagine. And, and that's the thing too like imagine how the trailers never mentioned the multiverse you know nope. because that's really what spurred all of the all of this is oh they're going to the multiverse this is going to happen yeah you know if we never knew that the multiverse was a major plot point no one would have had these speculations you know and so, yeah. again, I loved it. But, like, I think back to, like, when I saw Interstellar, this was nowhere near as big of a deal. But, like, when Matt Damon shows up at Interstellar, I had no idea. Yeah, And I, I was like, either. what? Yeah, what's and he it, doing like, here? And it, like, caught me off guard. And so I can't imagine having seen Spider-Man with that mindset. And this made me this made me slightly frustrated. I, I didn't 
let it sit in my mind as like, okay, that was a guaranteed spoiler. Cause this guy also said he hadn't done it, but he was like, all I'm going to say is best not look at IMDb and look at the cast. And I was like, that, 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 that is, a, is spoiler. a spoiler saying yeah. that, but he, that someone was like, why would you say that? And he was like, no, I haven't looked at it either. He's like, I just think it's best that nobody does. This was a this was a movie where I this was a movie where I just didn't want to talk to anybody about it. Yeah, absolutely. Not before, not before, not after. Until like even the three of us were like, we're not going to talk about this. You know what's funny is like on the show, like people on Reddit. I don't know if this happened to you guys. I don't know if you guys use Reddit, but like when like Game of Thrones and um, Star Wars were big, there was like people who would go and like. they would find subreddits that they disagreed with. It was a lot of like all and post people. spoilers, and yeah, they would yeah. like DM you spoilers. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> yeah. What is? No, I was gonna mention Reddit right now. It's like I love Reddit, but it can yeah, be real toxic sometimes with, especially with things like this, you know, yeah. and in the movies and just uh, I don't yeah. know. But I stayed off Reddit for like once it once it released internationally. I was like, I'm out. Like goodbye. Yeah, I had I had someone tweet me the or um, DM me the night that New Hope or not New Hope, what, New Hope. whatever the you know re, New Hope Force remake Awakens. was. Yeah, um, <laughs> Force Awakens. Yeah, um, they tweeted me. They're like Han Solo died at the end of, uh, and I'm like, dude, I worked in a movie theater. I fucking know. I was like, why do you do this? And he's like, oh, you're so mad that I spoiled it for you. I'm like, no, I'm not. I just think you should get a life and he's like you're so mad <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't Cameron are... loves fighting on social media i've seen it you saw it today i saw i did see it today yeah what did i do or was it yesterday i might oh no that was yesterday, yesterday was, yeah. yeah you were fighting with uh somebody talking about joe rogan joe rogan's a fucking idiot <laughs> if you listen to this podcast and you Think and you're like, oh, Joe Rogan's not a fucking idiot. I'm sorry, Joe Rogan's a fucking idiot. That's yeah, my I opinion. love his show. It's just fantastic. He's a fucking idiot. He's had some fantastic guests on there. He does have good guests. Idiot. Yeah. Um, Every Bro, people idiot, people listen to people listen to Joe Rogan and they like. That's the thing that's so funny to me is people are like, oh, <laughs> he had this doctor on there, and it's like, and he's like, you guys are listening. You guys are all listening to the. Uh, to everyone, all these doctors, and he had one doctor come on and say this one thing. What? What do you like? Like what? Like they're 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 like oh you you just listen to whoever you told you to. You're just fucking listening to Joe Rogan. Guy has no. I fucking. I mean, Aaron Rodgers listens to Joe Rogan. Yeah, so. Aaron Rodgers is a fucking idiot too. He's a great quarterback, but he's a fucking Aaron idiot. Aaron Rodgers is also a fantastic person. That that interview, it's like, yeah, I listened to my good friend Joe Rogan. <laughs> just like, Joe Rogan. Okay. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a fucking idiot who I hope comes with the Broncos next year. Oof. We'll see. Um, he's staying Cam- in Green Bay. Absolutely. Cameron do, Cameron, do you have any thoughts on Spider-Man before we move on? Yeah, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed Spider-Man. Um. I was excited to see all of, you know, all of the old casts in there. And um, I have some complaints about Spider-Man 1. I thought it looked awful. I thought the special effects were garbage in that movie, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, It just looks so generic. Um, The special effects, they were bad. Um, Looked rush. That's, I mean... That was one big thing I didn't like about it. The story was another thing. I mean, how many times have we seen a freaking Spider-Man movie? It's literally ended multiple franchises 
where they have too many villains in the final film and they just did it again this time and i know people are going to say oh well these people well these villains have already you know had storylines in previous spider-mans oh okay but they don't have a storyline in this one you you guys talked about jamie fox his character uh in this one and i do he was i didn't like him at all he sucked his character sucked it made no sense he had uh, he had no story in this they were just there they existed and like i like i i I want to make it clear i really really enjoyed this movie for the nostalgia factor it was awesome but i also think movies need to be more than just nostalgia bait because i have a feeling we're going to see this trend where now all of a sudden, and it's already been happening, but I think that uh, I think that No Way Home is like the biggest example of star of um, of nostalgia bait. Yeah, and fan servicing. I mean, come on, like the most blatant fan service that you get in a movie is in No Way Home, and I'm not complaining. Um, but I think the it issue is like, that. Sorry, I just I feel like. There's a difference between fan servicing and nostalgia baiting and you have all that and you make a crappy movie versus doing it in a great movie and using it well. Like I, I don't feel like And like, that's it fine. Makes I just sense don't for the story. Think... It does it didn't feel like any of it was unwarranted and like they just did it to do it. Like it worked. I, I yes. They made a story that would make it work. I just don't think that the story that they made was good. Like that's that's you know they 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 shoehorned it Fair all enough. in. They made the multiverse. They made it so that they all could come crashing, and they made a story around that. But I just didn't think that story was good. Um, I loved the ending of No Way Home. I loved the ending where you know Peter Parker is like, "Hey, everyone needs to forget me. I'm gonna sacrifice myself." And like that ending was awesome. And mm-hmm. at the end, he's walking around New York. He walks in, sees, you know, MJ and, um, is it Ted? Ned. It's Ned. That's, <laughs> I don't know characters' names in movies. I don't pay attention to names. Uh, he sees, you know, MJ and Ned, and they have this really heartbreaking, it's really heartbreaking moment um, where he realizes, huh, like, you know, this is, this is my life now. Um, I, I, I am curious though. I don't know if any of you guys thought about this when, uh, when Spider-Man takes off his mask in front of the Avengers, all the Avengers go like, Whoa, who the fuck is this kid? Yeah. That's been a big, um, <laughs> a big discussion is like, well, how does this affect his involvement in everything going forward? Yeah. I, the, from talking to people and looking at like Reddit and stuff like that, here's what I gather is that. All of the Avengers know that Spider-Man was with them during like the events of Civil yeah. War and yeah, Infinity yeah. War and Endgame. So they know about Spider-Man, but they don't know who it is. Yeah, and that's fine. Right, so, it's and, not and like... Which is, which is the case for everybody, right? Like yeah. Everybody, New York still knows that Spider-Man they know Spi- is. Right. Nobody knows who Peter Parker is. Correct. Yes. And and I and I want to make clear, it's not like I'm like trying to cinema sins this and be no, like, no, 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 right. Like, oh, this ruined a, the no, movie. It's a valid, no, it's a good point. It's just yeah. kind of funny because we came out of the theater. I'm like, oh, they're gonna be like that guy that you, we know everyone else's identity, but that one guy in the spider suit. Who the hell is that? And another another question that people have is it only people on Earth won't know mm. who who mm. Peter Parker is because like. 
Nick Fury is off planet. Does he still know? And like Thor, does he know? Uh, Carol Danvers, does she know? It's an interesting thread that they can pull on if they need to down the road to mm-hmm. reintegrate him into into the Marvel Universe when they need to. But I don't know, like, based on where that movie ended, I don't know how involved he's going to be yeah, I mean, in future team-up films. I, you know, I, I, I guess I should preface... Spider-Man, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. He's Spider-Man's favorite my favorite hero. superhero. Yeah. I have loved... Every single Spider-Man movie. Well, I mean, not every. I think that Spider-Man 3 is... <laughs> I mean, I watch this, like, it's hilarious because it's so bad. And Spider-Man 2, I'm with you, Ryan. I think it's fine. I don't think it's, you know, awful. Yeah. Um, again, the mo- the ending in that, ending with Rhino is such a joke. I am um, Rhino. <laughs> it's Paul Giamatti as yeah. Rhino. Um, I fought a guy in a mechanical Rhino suit. I'm lame. <laughs> but, like... And so I love spider-man but like being honest this was no way home was in my bottom three spider-man films wow okay it would be spider-man 3 the amazing spider-man 2 and then um no way home for bottom three interesting as in that's bottom to you know spider-man 3 being the worst right Um, yeah yeah spider-man 3 is my least favorite as well um okay i think we should take a quick little break throw it to the ads and when we come back we talk about some of the films that we saw this year we didn't really like all that much. All right, so before we dive into maybe the worst of the year that we saw, there's a small little like subcategory between the two I want us to touch on. And Cameron, I'm going to start with you again, but this will be for all three of us. What is a movie that you liked that you saw maybe earlier in the year that you think most people have already forgotten about? Ooh. Good question. I feel like I need to look at. I feel like Candyman was pretty early in the year. Um, yeah, so like that was like it was, was it was August. it was like the summer, right, or like August. When was that? Oh, it might have been August. Yeah, I think. yeah. I guess it was. I considered that early in the year because movies didn't start coming back out until like March. I think. Right. That's when theaters started opening up. Okay, so I think. Yeah, I'm probably going to go. Well. Does it have to? It didn't have to be in theaters, right? We didn't say it had no, to be in theaters. no, just any movie that came out this year. So, I recommend this movie, and I know not a people, not a lot of people, really like this one. But I, I actually really did enjoy the little things with oh, Denzel, yeah. Rami Malek, oh, Jared Leto. It, yeah. yeah, I really did enjoy that movie, and you know, maybe it's just I remember enjoying it as I was watching it. Maybe it was just the fact that it was like the first like big movie I had seen, and you know, along that was the first one to come out on HBO Max uh, other than Wonder yeah. Woman. Yes, right? there you go. It was the first one of twenty twenty one to come out on HBO Correct. Max. Yes, I really did not have any interest in seeing Wonder Woman anyway. So um, this was the first movie I watched that was like, oh, a new movie. So maybe it has a little bit to do with that, um, but. Um, I, I really enjoyed the little things for what it was. You know, it's not like it was this excellent. It's, it's a cop gr- movie. Yeah. It's, it's a cop movie. You know, I, I like the story. I like the acting. I mean, I can watch Denzel and everything. I don't think Denzel is necessarily a, a great director. The stuff that he's directed, I haven't been fans of. Um, but his acting is just always so good, no matter, you know, what he's in. Um, 
Jared Leto was good in it. Rami Malek was good in it. The story was interesting. The ending was good. Um, I There were lots of sequences in it that I enjoyed that I thought were interesting. Nothing new, per se, but just a movie I really enjoyed watching. Okay, I think that's a good one. Um, I personally didn't care for that movie all that much, but I think... Uh... Yeah. I think that's a good one of note, a good choice. I know for a this lot category. of people didn't. I, I and you know, and um, that's fair. I understand why people aren't necessarily fans of it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy. I just. I really enjoyed it. Okay, very nice. Uh, Joel, what's your pick? Mitchell's versus the machines. I mean, it's it's it works. Yeah, that's, it works for this category. No, you're right. Talked enough about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it got overlooked by a lot of people. I don't. I mean, granted, I don't really care to talk about movies with people, so I don't know what it's true, you other don't. people brought up, um, or if other people have seen it that much, um, but I feel like in my circle of friends, I don't know many people who did see it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mitchell's and Rich Machines. No, that's a good answer. Um, I'm not going to pick this, but you know what? No, I'm not going to say this yet, because we might touch on it still. Um, I'm going to go with Godzilla versus Kong. Okay. Like, that's a movie that I think a lot of people forget that came out early this year. Um, I think a lot of the Godzilla rem- the Godzilla and Kong like new Warner Brothers movies are very hit hit and miss with people. Um, like I think the fr- I'm one of the people that really likes the first one that came out in 2014. I think Skull Island is good. I thought the Godzilla sequel wasn't very good, and I thought this one was actually pretty entertaining. Like. Just seeing Godzilla and Kong fight each other in like Tokyo, like that was cool. Like I enjoyed watching that, and I got to watch it on HBO Max because uh, thanks to Warner for deciding to put all their movies on streaming this year. Um, um, but uh, yeah, Godzilla versus Kong, I think is still a fun time. Like I think if that had come out like around this around now, I think it would have done very well in the theater. But because of when it came out. I just think people are just going to forget about it. And they might forget about that monsters franchise that Warner's doing as a whole because they didn't really, didn't really see this one, which I think would be a shame because there's still a lot of fun that you can Mm -hmm. do with Godzilla and King Kong. Um, I wanted to see, I still haven't seen it. Yeah. I I mean, I I watched, I watched it the night, the night it dropped. I enjoyed it. Um, I think it's one of the better movies that came out on HBO max this year for part of that big deal that they did. Um, but I'm sure we'll touch on a couple of them here next because what we're going to do now is let's talk about the stuff that we saw that, uh, you know, just, um, just didn't really do it for us this year. Some of the tougher beats that we sat through and let's just keep going around. Cameron, uh, the floor is yours. Go ahead. All right. Hands down the worst movie I saw this year. You guys probably know this. Um, I really don't feel like there were any terrible, terrible movies I saw this year except for old yeah um yeah old is bad <laughs> i wanted to walk out of that movie <laughs> so badly karen said i'd like a refund uh, yeah, yeah, really. yeah um i so fun i funny enough i actually saw this movie in burbank um because it, you know if you've been listening to the podcast i've been living in, in northern california for most of the year but uh there was about two weeks where i went back to burbank uh, mm-hmm. before my surgery so i could see all my friends again and you know get to hang out with them and in case the surgery didn't go too well uh have that be uh, oh jeez. Uh, well, um you know i spent some time with them um and dark. so <laughs> so um 
but uh, while I was there, I have AMC A list. And I still pay for AMC A list, even though there's, there's like, no AMC. There's like, there's like 15 of them in here. Over yeah, here. yeah. By, and, and the closest one to me is in Napa, which is, you know, a 45 minute drive. Um, so I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to go watch a bunch of movies um, there. And I, I think I saw, I saw Old, I saw Jungle Cruise, I saw Green Knight, I think I mm-hmm. saw a couple other ones. Um, but I was excited for Old. I, I mean, you know, I was I was carefully uh, excited for old. I didn't want to get myself too, you know, kind of too excited for it because it's it's right. M Night, and obviously I know you guys are gonna say, "Well, M Night was your favorite director at one point." I, <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring that I up. I think you but guys yeah. should, should shut up. <laughs> um, and I actually had a friend who listened to that, and she told me she said. She said they're really they really bullied you in this one. I said yeah. You said they you did. Some of the other 40 <laughs> <episodes>. <laughs> um, um, but I I I could not believe how stupid old was mm-hmm. and how bad the script was. I mean, literally, there is a part in the movie in the very beginning of the movie where the fucking mom is like listening to the daughter sing and she says man you have such a pretty voice i can't wait to hear it when you get older <laughs> what <laughs> who says that that's such a weird line what that makes no sense no one in the history of the world has ever said that before until this movie um there was so m- i mean there's so many weird comments about like the entire it was like oh when you get older when you get older when you get older yeah uh, it, it, oh, it's like smacking you over the head with the frying it's, pan yeah right? it's so and then like the the beginning of the movie the kids are like running around and like asking people their job and like it's literally only purpose is so that later on in the movie you know that like what everyone's job because they kind of do something <laughs> related to their job it's so stupid and is like Nat Wolf's in this, right? Yeah, no, Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf. Is oh, in okay. This well, movie. all the more reason for me not to see it because Naked Brothers Bands is one of the stupidest things that's ever <laughs> been on these existence of words. I've met Nat Wolf. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I saw they did a they did a movie. It filmed it. Um, it premiered at the San Diego International Film Festival. It was about their dog that died, and oh it was God. literally like a family movie. But they just were like, oh, hey, let's put it in theaters. And it was fucking awful. Dog you, Man starring Matt Wolf. Yeah, there you go. It's called like Stella's Last Days or something like that. People need to stop making movies about dogs dying. Like, honestly, we need to stop. <laughs> There's only one more. Only right. one more is allowed to get made. Only one. It's one Dog Man. Dog Bounty Hunter. You know, only Dog Man is allowed. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, old was a great choice. I knew somebody was going to bring that up. I uh, mean, Joel, uh, just I. And like he's not you done. Think he's that ready movie, to keep going. No, you think that movie is bad, <laughs> and like, but like the twist in the reasoning behind oh, it's everything is just like I. It's just fucking awful. And excuse my <laughs> language, but like this movie deserves it. Like, I, I, I literally th- like the overall pre- like the premise and like the twist or whatever that is like what is actually going on mm-hmm. with like the um the hotel and everything i think is actually an interesting idea yes. it's actually an interesting idea yes but m night Shyamalan does it in the absolute worst way possible and then on top of that 
M. Night Shyamalan is in the movie and he's watching everything happen and he's just like, hey, 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 I'm in my own movie. <laughs> and you're just like, M. Night. What? Have you guys ever seen Rubber? I have, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it, though. No. Do you know what Rubber is? Cam? I know what Rubber is, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's somewhat of a... I, I haven't seen it old, but what you just described is somewhat of a major plot point of Rubber. Mm-hmm. It is. No, old is... Old is bad, dude. That movie's it's bad. It's easily the worst movie of 2021 for me. It's it's up there for sure. Um, Joel, what do you have for us here? I, I don't have anything. Wow. There's nothing legit- you saw that you didn't I, like. No, I legitimately did not walk out of a movie this year that I was like, dang, that sucked. Everything that I watched, I gave at least three stars. Wow. Okay. But see, that's what I'm talking about. And I say this all the time. And like, I probably should be more like you guys. Um, but I'm not. I, I was almost going to say something right now that was going to sound very rude. Um I go see movies that I want to see. That's fair. And yeah. more often than not, when I go to see a movie I want to see, like I know I'm going to like it, the degree in which I like it will vary. And that's not to say that I haven't been disappointed in the past where I go see a movie I'm looking forward to and then it sucks, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to see a movie, it's because I know like, yeah, this is something I'm going to enjoy, so I want to go see it. Therefore like like this year especially where i like i saw a good bit of movies but probably not as much as i'd like to everything i saw mm-hmm. i went with the intent on seeing it because i cared to see it and then i enjoyed it okay you know whereas like i said with you guys you do go see a, like pretty much anything and like camera was mentioning you, know, you have the a-list and it's like well let me go see a movie tonight and you just go pick something you know what i mean and I think obviously the more movies you see, the more you're likely to see something you don't care for. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't think I ever go into a movie expecting to not care for. It. I think there's right. ones that I'm like cautious of, but I'm in, but like I'm cautious but curious. Mm-hmm. Like old was that? Like I didn't expect old to be like good, but I was curious. Like I wanted to see what it was, and then I went and it was like it was worse than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, so I get where you're coming from, especially if you don't go to the movies as much, which you don't compared to the two of us. Um, you're going to be a lore, little more choosy about what you go see, and that generally leads to you seeing things that you either really like or that you already had the expectation of it just being okay and not great. Mm. So I get that. Um, then I would say just camera and I will go back and forth, and you just chime in on stuff as we're talking about it um, because I would like to talk about Space Jam A New Legacy. That movie, like, that's, first off, it's not the only movie this year where Warner Brothers is, like, just trying to pat itself on the back making their film. Uh, But they're not the only studio that does it. Like, that's literally what Disney did with Ralph Breaks the Internet. So I can't sit there and criticize one without criticizing the other for that. But the story that they told in Space Jam A New Legacy is just so unappealing. Like, first off, they don't know how to do basketball in this movie. They just threw out everything related to basketball in this film. They're just like, hey, you know that Space Jam movie, the first one where it's literally a basketball game? This one, we're going to do a game that features a basketball. (laughs) That's what it was. Like, that's the difference. Like, well, hold on a second. Like, why are we doing it this way? Like, I understand they were trying to, like, take it in, like, a technological age. Like, oh, it's a video game now. And, you know, there's style points and hot spots and you can catch fire and all this other bullshit. And just, like, honestly, you could have just copy and pasted Space Jam with LeBron and 
changed like who the villains were a little bit or whatever. And I would have, I would have had a good time with it. I would have understood this one just did nothing for me. And I'm just, I'm just sitting there watching, watching it happen and just couldn't wait for it to end. I see you want to chime in. So go see, ahead. Well, it's like, okay. So space jam was one of the movies I, I watched this year. And I think, like I said, I probably gave it like maybe a three mm-hmm. and it's like, I know I use this excuse all the time, but the kids who watched it, they loved it. You're right. Yeah. So many people that I've talked to in that audience, that target audience, they enjoyed it. You know what I mean? And like, I watched it and I was like, ah, this could have been a lot better. But like everyone else says, and, and the first time I heard somebody say this, I was like livid. And then I took a step back and I really thought about it. Okay. The first Space Jam is not necessarily a great movie. Oh, no, not at all. It's just, it. we grew up with that. It has mm-hmm. that nostalgia factor. So we right. look at it through these rose, rose-colored lenses. Yeah. The movie itself is nothing rose special. Rose-tinted, but you know how it goes. Rose-colored lenses is also a, a phrase. No, it's rose-tinted. multiple songs that use that if you want me to. Rose-tinted. So. Okay. You're always you're always correcting me on my pronunciation. So. <laughs> that wasn't a so pronunciation, that's not a pronunciation problem. So I said I didn't. You guys didn't even <laughs> let me finish. Jeez. Well, you always take these weird spaces when you're saying sentences. Your sentence structure is just kind of odd. Okay. <laughs> She's just making I fun studied of how English you talk in college, now. so you can. Just we know up. you've told us at least forty-six times. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, when I saw this movie, uh, it really spoke a lot to me because you know I actually did a thesis about uh, about ASL and deaf culture, and uh, when I was <laughs> in college uh, studying college things, uh, when I went to college, I, I st- was I doing all these once. college things. I said that anyway, once. I rarely talk about my college. Wasn't necessarily some phenomenal film right so no obviously now we're watching this new one and we're being hypercritical that, that's we, we watch everything what we through, do through a little bit more of a critical lens than than most people would but it's like it did its job kids had a good time with it people were stealing lebron heads off of the toys at the stores having a blast with that like i see so many people wearing the new toon squad jerseys even people our age those jerseys are enjoyed, ugly they are i don't like yeah, them they're ugly. they're not good but people liked the movie, and it's like, again, not to say that a movie can't be bad if people liked it, but it's like, I don't look at Space Jam and think like, wow, that sucked, you know, because it's just like, it's, it's what I expected. Can I speak? Yeah, yeah please do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, in college, I studied basketball, <laughs> and... Um, Looking at you, I find that hard to believe. Everything else is believable <laughs> until that. I mean, studying it... Could be believable. Nah, that's true. I really know I mean, the game. Even, even the water boy that hands out towels on the end of the bench studies the game. Um, No, Um, I think that Space Jam was a fucking awful movie. <laughs> um, I, 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 as someone who's biased for Warner Brothers, I really wanted to enjoy. And I did enjoy seeing the sets and the Warner Brothers mm-hmm. lot in the movie. That was cool, yeah. It was really cool. Very, but like very nostalgic for us, which was nice. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but the movie itself was. You know, what my big, you know what my biggest complaint is with this film, is that they just Algae made the rhythm. Oh, I mean, Cheadle. I mean, Don Cheadle goes for it, and I can't blame him for that. The no, character's the not that good, but he goes for it. And yeah, he's like, "Hey, that. I'm Don Cheadle." Yeah, <laughs> that's how. Um, I have a story about that later. Actually, it's just the Looney Tunes are just so unimportant in this one. I know, and it makes me sad because they're. The heart and soul of that because Mike Michael Jordan's a bad actor. Like let's just throw that out there. He's Le- LeBron is a much better actor than Michael Jordan. Um, 
But like the Looney Tunes are the heart and soul of the original one, and like we grew up watching the Looney Tunes, so that's why we enjoy it so much. First off, I don't think I I could be wrong. I don't think kids now watch the Looney Tunes that much. I could My be wrong. My cousin who's like eleven loves the Looney. Tunes. That's I, great. That makes me happy because I love the Looney Tunes. So I hope they stick around forever. I think. Sorry to interrupt you, Ryan. That's fine. This movie is worth it because I saw a Letterbox review that said... Yeah, I saw this one, yeah. That said <laughs> when Big Chungus showed up on screen, <laughs> there was a kid who yelled, Big Chungus, and the mom couldn't get him to calm down, so she had to take him out of the theater. That, that review alone made this movie worth it because I laughed. I laughed when I read that review. I laughed for a good five minutes. And then when it happened in the movie, I could not stop laughing. And my sister looked at me and she's like, what's so funny? And I'm just like, I'm just dying of laughter. I'm like, I I have to tell you. I'll tell you later. And... I'm just picturing being in that theater, the kid just screaming, Big Chungus, man, I wish that was my experience watching this. Oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, man, I Space Jam's, it's not great. It's not made for me, and I acknowledge that. But if you're gonna do it, I just wish the Looney Tunes were more involved, because they were still the best part of this movie just like they were the best part of the original one, and they kind of get nerfed in this one. I just wish it wasn't the case. Also, just play a basketball game. Just play a regular basketball game. It's a stupid concept. Um, Cameron, why don't you go again? Yeah, so the second worst movie I saw this year was Reminiscence. Oh, um, no. I skipped this one. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to see this movie at all. Um, I Talk about a movie I don't think anyone even knows about yeah i don't i i think you right now are the first person i've ever heard bring this up yeah um i don't i never i didn't hear a single person who watched this movie uh in in uh, in real life obviously there are people on reddit who watched it but um you know because they have no life this was a this was a streaming one too right yeah yeah it was because it was in theaters Mm mm-hmm um and showed up on hbo sure Max it was at the, yeah at the same time and my dad was like oh i want to watch this sci-fi movie with hugh jackman this my dad good. watched it too <laughs> he's the one that told um, me about it and i i mean this talk about wasted potential i mean this movie is so the production design of this movie is so cool it's the city like the city has been flooded essentially so like there's water everywhere and you know they're in new New york so the skyscrapers are in water and you know there's stunning lighting there's stunning cinematography and the story and like the story is just so boring Mm -hmm. and every i mean they're literally going into people's memories so and they can like they can relive them and you think oh cool they might do something like interesting with like time and you know and like oh they get lost in the memories or and, and and like no that's not even part that's just their job that's just what he does that plays no role in the movie at all like they they don't do anything with the memories in the movie it's just like him following this woman that he's in love with and or he thinks he's in love with and he's telling the story of you know all the things that she was doing and it's this very 
very linear structure movie where it's like two hours and it's like two and a half hours where it's just Hugh Jackman talking about how much he loves this woman and she gets into trouble with like the mafia or something and it's it's such a terrible awful movie it's boring it's dumb there's no payoff at the end I mean I watched it with my dad and he was like huh that was his reaction to the movie <laughs> after it got done <laughs> that was literally it the ends huh uh, and I think that's a that's a great way to describe that movie huh huh no one should ever watch that movie no one should have to watch that I I can't believe this movie got made if I'm being honest with you guys <laughs> the script is not interesting the it's I, I can't believe this movie got a budget it's such it was such an expensive movie and I think it I can't I have no idea how much money it made um not much certainly not much no at I least a dollar yeah, you would I'd think be so. Hugh Jackman it, definitely paid at least a dollar to go see it. I I'd be surprised if it broke twenty million domestic. There's no way this thing was in and out of theaters like it was nothing. Like that the thing was gone. Um, I'm actually really curious now, so I'm gonna look it up. That's cool. I'll go next. Yeah. Um. One of the there's a movie that I saw which is a sequel to a movie that I really liked, <laughs> and I expected the Sorry. sequel to be at least competent and it was just so far from that that i don't know i don't know if i can get excited for the third one that's coming and that's halloween kills um oh oh halloween kills is horrendous that movie is so bad yeah, I see. You have your shirt on for Halloween too. Yeah, uh, I do. Halloween too is fine. Um, this is got, Michael Myers right here. Well, that movie's not canon anymore, so just want to throw that out there. Um, it's I haven't seen any of the Halloween movies. Basically, a fake movie at this point. Um, Why is it not canon? Like they Marco. they changed it all uh, with the last Halloween movie, the one in 2018 or whatever that came out. They changed it where only the original Halloween is canon now. Um, what happens else? in Halloween too? Uh, Michael Myers turns into Freddy Krueger. No. Um, oh, does he really? He's still hunting Lori a little bit, and there's some stuff with the with the I doctor guy. Uh, well, that's another thing. We like at some point we find out that they're supposed to be siblings, but they changed that because it was dumb. Um, uh, Halloween Kills is my biggest problem with that is they introduce introduce or reintroduce so many characters. And they're just so cartoony the whole time. Like the first Halloween, well, not the first. Well, yes, the first Halloween, obviously. The first Halloween, terrifying film. You were horrified of Michael Myers. The remake that came out a couple years ago was so good. Like the scares are so well done. This one, it's so telegraphed when he's going to pop up. Like just every. Like it's they basically are they should have like a light that comes on in the theater that's like start getting scared because here comes Michael like basically that <laughs> like it it's just every time you knew exactly when he was gonna show up and I was sitting there in the theater and just just perplexed that the tone could change so much from one film to the other um, it's not scary even a little bit all of the kills are funny like. You don't like you don't feel for a lot of the characters. There's a part in this film where they bring back some of the older characters and they just 
they don't know what to do with them. Like, they're just so uninteresting. And it's like, they're just like crazy townspeople at this point. And like, it, it gets the fact that they go through the lengths in this one and Michael still isn't dead because they're now going the route of like, yeah, he's just a supernatural being at this point. That's where they're going with this story, which I just think is, it's crazy. Um, Halloween kills was such a bad time. I, I, I hope they go back to the well of the first part of the remake for the third one. Otherwise I'm just not, I don't really want to see it if it's not the case. Um, but yeah, that's what I got for that one. Um, can we got another one? You know, I was looking at my letterbox. I don't actually know if I have another movie this year. Um, I have one. If you want me to go again. Yeah, go again. And I, uh, my most disappointing film of the year is Mortal Kombat. Mortal you expected Com- something from that movie? I, ex- I think that's the bigger issue. I expected a movie called Mortal Kombat to feature the tournament of Mortal Kombat, and it oh, didn't. Okay. It did not have one. <laughs> so the I don't know if you guys know this. When Mortal Kombat was getting ready to come out, they released the opening scene on YouTube a couple days early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I watched it. And I was like, this scene is incredible. Like, it was really, really well done. Like, yeah, it was really cool. oh my God, like this movie might be really good. And then the next thing that happens in the movie, it just, just downhill from there. Just first off the lead character, Mortal Kombat has hundreds of characters in their lore and they make an original character in this one whose power is plot armor. They, they just give him armor. Like that's all he does. The whole way that they like get their powers, like with what like the Arcana or whatever they call it, I don't remember. It was some stupid like that. Um, that a lot of the, the acting wasn't terrible. Some of the actors were really good. I thought uh, I thought Ludi Lin was really good as a Liu Kang. Um, I thought uh, I thought the guy that played Jax was pretty decent. The guy that played Kano was pretty good, um, even though the character was just completely despicable. Um, this is a movie that just really upset me because they could have done so much with it, and they just kind of missed the boat. I think uh, I think in introducing this new character that had no no chemistry with anyone else in the cast, he had no uh, charisma to him, just really deflated the whole movie. And they say they're going to keep making more, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if that's going to be the case because this one didn't do all that well. So I actually did find one more film this year that I thought was garbage. Uh, another one I feel like no one saw. Oh, by the way, Reminiscence made $15.5 million in the best in domestic box office. Perfect. Love uh, that. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Wrath of Man, which was directed by Guy Ritchie. Do you guys know what movie I'm talking about? That's the um, – no. is that the uh, – is that the – that's not the Statham one, is it? Yeah, it Statham? is. Oh, okay. It's uh, oh. it's the heist armored car yeah. movie, and it just it just fucking sucks. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, I didn't even know you saw that. I had no idea. I I saw it in like May, I think, because um, I I wanted to go see a movie. That was kind of oh, that was like it was right after I had gotten my second vaccine. And so, like, I was like, oh, I'm protected. I can go, you know, see movies now. <laughs> and that's what you went and saw? 
I, Raya was the first movie. This okay, was the second Raya movie. Was first. Okay. Uh, and Raya was a good first movie back. Mm-hmm. Um, Wrath of Man was a terrible movie. Um, the dialogue, awful. I mean, it's so stupid. I, I, I don't know. I don't remember um, lines um, now like like I can for something like, um, what was I quoting earlier? What was I quoting earlier? I don't remember. Oh, yep. old, old. I was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There weren't lines that were that stand out bad, but I mean, just in general, it was terrible. The plot was, I mean, so convoluted. It was all over the place. I mean, it was literally, it, it was everywhere, and it didn't need to be anywhere because some of the things that it talked about, and like, there were so many like switch ups, and you know, like oh, this person's double-timing, but they're not double-timing, but they are double-timing, but they're triple-timing. You, do you remember the ending of um, Focus, that movie with Margot Robbie and, uh, and Will Smith? Will Smith. Yeah. You remember that ending? Okay, imagine that like multiplied by 10, and that's how this movie oh, God. was. Okay, But then, this is a heist movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about the heist. It comes down at the end of the day. The movie is only as good as the heist is. Remember the right. town? Remember how exciting the heist is? Town's in that great. Movie? I love that Where, scene. Okay. Town, Logan Lucky. Um, <laughs> All the Oceans movies. Um, Oceans movies. The heist in this movie, for some reason, so, it was so boring. It was just like, what? This is. It, it wasn't even really a heist, there was a shootout. And now, I mean, this. I mean, it made Logan Lucky's heist look exciting. That's how bad uh, the heist was in Wrath of Man. Um, I mean, I, it's, again, a movie I would expect no one to see. But if you're, like, going through Netflix one day and you say, Oh, Wrath of Man, should I watch this? No, you shouldn't. <laughs> I'll save you the two hours now. Fair enough. Okay. I think that's, a, I think that's about... I think we're about tapped on, yeah. um, on bad films. Because I... I don't know if it's a case that not a lot of bad films came out this year or that we didn't go to the theater that much that we didn't see a lot of bad films. I don't know which it is. I just know that overall, I think this was more of a more positive year with well, film. I know there were bad films. Like there was yeah. the one on Netflix that Joel chose, like number three in his Netflix draft with. Um, yeah, Thunder Force. Thunder Force. That... No, none of us have seen that yet, right? No, I won't no. watch it. I probably won't watch it either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know it's bad. You don't. I mean, you don't know that. I've seen see the. It. I've seen the reviews. I don't. Well, that, to... no, but that's not your opinion. Yeah. yeah, you I, might I, like it. No, I won't. You might. Are you kidding me? Cameron reads reviews like the Bible. That's not true. <laughs> I mean, you do read a lot of reviews, though. I do read a lot of reviews. Yeah, and you don't read the Bible, so. I used to read the Bible a lot. That's lame. I know the Bible very well. There's some interesting <laughs> stories in there. Okay. Well, the guy who had sex with his daughter. I mean, that's exactly what they are stories. So I know it's it's, it's, it's the best. It's the best fiction book you can buy. It's fan fiction. Um. Okay. So there's there's not really much else we need to cover. It's not the best book fiction book you can buy. There's much better (laughs) fictional books out there. Oh, okay. I just wanted you to say that, not me. Um. Yeah, I think that kind of covers 2021 in film. There's still a lot of stuff that we didn't touch on, but we have touched on a lot of them throughout the year. Like, Dune. Like, you know what movie came out this year? The Zack Snyder Malcolm Justice League Marie. movie came I know, out I this year. I almost talked about that. Zack Snyder's Justice League was this year. <laughs> like, 
Man, there's a lot of stuff that came out. Uh, but we talked about a lot of them throughout the year that it was our show, and there's plenty of episodes for you to go back and listen to to hear us talk about. Yeah. Just sprinkle in some stuff that sprinkle. came out this year. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that'll about do it for this episode. Do you guys have anything else you want to chime in with? Just real quick. Um, I don't know when this episode's going to release, but... Next year. Next, no, I hope not. Next Monday, probably. Soon. Right? Soon. Well, I just want to say January 9th, Euphoria Season 2, The Righteous Gemstone Season 2. I can't wait. I, I can't wait. Okay. And Peacemaker comes out next Wednesday. Okay. Uh, my turn? <laughs> sure, yeah. Why not? Oh, okay. No, I just wanted to say um, roses are red, violets are blue. They think it don't be like it is, but it do. Nice. Well done. I'm proud of you. That was really good. Wow. You know what? I'm kind of uh, my breath has been taken from You're that. You're welcome. Uh, you know what I'm gonna do? Vote for Mayor Goldie year? Wilson. You know we have a lot of when New Year's rolls around, we always have our resolutions. It's hard to stick with resolutions. Mine's 1920 by 1080 right now. But um, they have one that I think Cameron's gonna like. Uh, Cameron, what's one of your biggest complaints about my reviews for movies? They aren't... Well, you don't do them enough. Right, I don't write anything, right? Yeah, that's my biggest complaint is... Mm-hmm. I, and Ryan, I, I go on Ryan's letterbox because I care about Ryan's opinions about movies. I'm always excited when I... Because I, I, they don't even show up on like my activity because you have to write a review mm-hmm. for it to show up. So I go I go onto Ryan's page every single day to see if he's watched any new movies. And, and um, I do. And he does, but there's no reviews on him. Yeah. The last review that I left was for The Last Duel. So, um, But as a New Year's resolution, one of several that I have, I am going to more frequently write reviews after I see a new film for Good. you to enjoy. Just for you. I, I will say, no matter how hard you try, your reviews will not match Whitney's reviews. I don't know if you've read Whitney's I always read reviews Whitney's reviews, yeah. They're excellent. They are. They're really good. Shouts to her. Loyal listener. Yes. Uh, um, Shouts. All right. So that is really all we have left to say about 2021. It's on to 2022, not just for our show, but for the next year in film. And there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out. What exactly are we excited for? Well, we'll touch on that another time. But hey. Thank you all so much for joining us this week for the newest edition, the first episode of the year 2022 of I'd Like a Refund. You can, of course, check us out on all your social media platforms at RefundPod, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere you can find us. Also, to listen to our show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen, you can find the I'd Like a Refund podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. I'm not a man, 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 I'